deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. Three sports, one league. Welcome to The Pod. Yo, yo, yo! Welcome! Episode 6 of Tough Pod. It is a two fingers to 2020 version, a good riddance to 2020 version of Tough Pod here this week. We are once again reconvened. We are the Megazord once again, four-man pod. Jesse is back. And why not start there? Jess, how are the last two weeks? We missed you on the pod. We poked some fun at you. How's it going, man? How's it feel to be back? Well, I didn't technically miss the pod. I believe I called in. I had a little bit of a, I had a little bit of a frog in my throat. Uh, I was gonna say he was he was part of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I called in, but yeah, I had a um, I had to oblige a dinner party that my uncle threw, uh, and, and he's a chef, so you know that's something I can't miss. Yeah. So, 2020 is behind is just about behind us. A day away from it being over with. 2021. Everyone thinking about positive vibes, just something in your personal life that you're excited about coming 2021. What are, what are the positive vibes coming from you for, for the coming year? Well, I actually got some, uh, one of the best news of my life last night that my dog Astro, um, his, the tumor on his ear came back benign. So he oh, is let's go. 100% healthy. Um, that's the best news I could have gotten all week. Um, but next in 2021, um, I'm looking forward to, uh, traveling a bit actually. Um, I'm going to probably, um, four different five, six different cities next year. And it's going to be like Vegas, uh, Des Moines, uh, Ontario, California, um, San Diego, going to Raleigh wow. for Logan's wedding. Um, there's probably a couple more in there, but you know, uh, it's all work at this point. You know, make sure you don't San Diego, that microphone. <laughs> I know, I know San Diego has a reputation for being beautiful, but you're going to really want to be ready for the Des Moines ladies. They are great. <laughs> Corn fed fire, baby. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually, um, I'm in the process of trying to, uh, lube up sauces, uh, fingers there to let me get out of that Iowa job. Uh, <laughs> I would much rather go to Florida or somewhere else, Charlotte or somewhere else. I was wondering where you're going with the lubing up the fingers to get out of something. That was, <laughs> that was concerning. Up. You never know. Like you, you, there's a very good chance you could be the best looking guy in Des Moines if you end up there. You know, so not, not wrong. Just get up, get on the Tinder, and do work out there. Absolutely. So most really great to have you back on the pod, my my brother of blood. I'm no longer kinless this week, but I am as always joined by the co-commissioners, the co-founders, the Tough League founding fathers, Nate and Ange. You guys were here last week. 2020 is almost in the past. Nate, how you doing? How, what are you looking forward to in the coming year here? Well, uh, short term, um, I'm, I'm reeling a little bit. I had a pretty terrible college basketball betting day today. Um, one of my, my, my worst in the, in the history of my uh, elite gambling career. Um, but you know what? In the long term, we are about two days away from moving into our brand new house. Um, it has been awesome. bought, paid for, built. They're, they all, cash. Up the all cash. 
all cash, baby. All Great cash, cash all gambling all winnings, baby. All ones from your strip club work. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, they fucked up the interior paint, uh, so we oh, had to get them, we had to repaint it. They had a, this nice puke green that we were not all about. So, um, yeah, right now I am sitting in my childhood bedroom, uh, <laughs> spending the night with my my mom for a couple nights, and. Uh, and then in a couple of nights, we are starting off 2021 in our brand new home. So very excited for that. New house. That's a big deal. That's a, that's a big life move right there. Brand new home, freshly built, first one to live in it. You can guarantee no ghosts. Yeah. We're not talking haunted houses here. I would really hope so. I mean, <laughs> one, be- one bedroom, half bath. It's like, what, what else do you need? You know? I mean, a ghost can't even fit in that kind of house. No, exactly. We're, we don't we don't have space for a bed, so there's no way that the ghosts can get in there as well. So that's oh, heavily judged that burial grounds. It might have been built on burial grounds. Don't go there. There's been there's been so much shit going wrong with this build. Don't put that out there because that shit will go wrong. <laughs> All right, we're gonna, we're gonna put uh, some some positive vibes onto the new home. Should be good there. Your one bed, uh, half bath home there with you, and and the wife. But uh, Ange, how you doing, man? How, doing how's well. 2021 looking for you? Uh, 2021 is looking uh, pretty bright. Um, I got a couple, a little mixed emotions going into the turn of the year. I decided yesterday uh, that I'm going to do dry January. So oh. never done that before. Oh. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we'll all be along the ride uh, during this pod. Um, but the exciting stuff about 2021, um, that is a uh, breaking news here on the Ooh. Tough Pod. Uh, the wife is pregnant. Yeah, we got. Whoa! Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Legitimate Ange bomb there. Yeah. Right. Drop yeah. Nine, yeah. Nine weeks. So we got. Yeah, we got a second bow Terry in the works right now. We got a bun in the oven. Um, we should be finding out the gender maybe in like a month or so. Um, so super excited for that. Wife doesn't love being pregnant, but uh, this the deal was two kids. I got my two kids. So um, we're looking. And we're actually looking at a due date of August 2nd. So that means, um, unfortunately, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make it out to Raleigh for the wedding. That's bad oh, news for the, uh, for the wedding gathering. But, um, I mean, it's a good reason to miss a wedding, to, to welcome so. a second exactly. child to the, to the world. So, yeah, super excited about that. That's really tough to beat. Yeah. New kid yes. on the horizon. You just, you didn't even, you knocked two out quickly. You said, we want two, let's get two done and not worry about it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And then we can, and then we can work on the dad bod further. I can just focus on that <laughs> and just really perfect that. Well, you know, um, you don't have to go dry. The wife does, but you don't have to. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, well, it's kind of like a little a solidarity <laughs> thing with her. I, you know, I know it's not easy. It's something that, you know, I mean, the holidays I've been going way too hard so it's uh i mean if there's any time to, to have a dry january it's it's now with the pregnant wife and and with all the coronavirus stuff going on so if i can't do it now i can't ever do it so um, it's something more to, to prove to myself that that i can handle it unbelievable co-commissioner power move right here i'm like oh yeah i'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. moving into this beautiful new house he's like oh well i'm bringing life into the world so you can go fuck yourself <laughs> Um, full, full disclosure, I was, I was aware of this, uh, prior to been very happy, uh, for the Bo Terry's. Um, I was there during the conception as is tradition, uh, for <laughs> commissioners. We like to stick together. Um, well, I, well, I mean, you have to have someone with the boom mic. You got to have someone holding the boom. Um, Absolutely. And so, yeah, Nate's always Absolutely. volunteered. Yeah. He's, he's been great at that. Top yeah. boom mic. <laughs> None of this, uh, this half-assed production quality. So no, absolutely not. Um, no, I was super excited for you guys. 
Well, damn, that's that's truly difficult to beat. Brand new kid on the horizon, brand new house we're moving into. Um, I'm ready for 2020 to be in the past. 2021, I'm getting married. Uh, Hell yeah. We've been engaged. It'll be over two years since our engagement. Uh, we were supposed to get married in August, but obviously the world that we live in, it didn't happen. And we want everyone to be there and celebrate with us. So we decided to postpone it for almost an entire year. So end of July, uh, in the 99 degree, 105 percent humidity uh, heat out here in Raleigh, North Carolina, in, the, in July, um, that's the plan, and that's what I'm looking forward to in 2021. We might buy a house next year. That's also in the plans. We're going to start looking and doing the whole process come the new year. So um, a lot on the horizon for us. A lot happening. Um, no kids on the horizon, so I think Ange got tough pod covered uh, in that regard. So. No, in, in, enjoy the dink life. The dual income, no kids, <laughs> do, is a thing of glory. Yep. Travel, do everything you can while you while you can. If you plan on having kids, because um, yeah, it's you can't get it back. That's that's for sure. So yeah, enjoy that, and then you're going to be kind of you know uh, shackled down for you know a handful of years, but then they'll be back out there having some fun. But no, I mean, I mean, look, Tough League is doing our part to to make 2021 a much better uh, year than 2020 was. I mean, we all got, we all got right. some exciting stuff coming up on the horizon. So hopefully that bodes well for this coming year because uh, yeah, it's no, uh, um, it's, it's obvious that everyone wants 2020 to, to, to beat it. So we're excited to yeah. move on. Kick rocks 2020. So, and the new kid come in and that, that's not the only piece of good news. There was a good news that happened on, at the end of Monday night football. And with that, Let's go into Muster's musings to talk about the final matchups of Tough League football here uh, on Tough Pod. Nate, take it away. You know, a lesser man would be a little bit bitter about what's what's about to happen because, <laughs> uh, you know, I feel like I should be in this championship. But we do have a new champion. We have uh, actually, sorry, we have a repeat champion, mm. uh, but we do have a champion who has been crowned for the football season our very own Andrew Boteri has claimed the title uh, with a little bit of a dumpy final, if I'm going to say it, but he pulled it out. (laughs) He pulled it out. uh, It's a very tight, tight uh, uh, matchup with, uh, with Gene Uh, 95, 91 final. Uh, Got some, got some love from Lamar Jackson as he has most of the year. Dalvin Cook put up 15, and uh, it was enough to keep away Gene, even though he got 26 from Jeff Wilson Jr. So, uh, and congratulations on the championship. Um, back-to-back is, is certainly something something to be celebrated, and you're in a great spot to take the overall title. Um, we did have a, a consolation matchup, and I am the bronze medalist, um, and I'll, you know, I'll take it. It's not the worst thing. Um, it's money. Me that it's six. Money. Yeah, it's, it's money. Give me that 16 points. Um, really needed it after an absolutely horrid baseball season. Um, I mean, I put up 135. So, you know, I mean, who's the real champion? It's it's still <laughs> Ange. But, um, you know, I've, <laughs> you know, of course, uh, Devontae Adams, after seven points last week, went ahead and just bounced back and, you know, three touchdowns on a big deal. So anyway, that's going to wrap it up for the season. Um, I mean, should I talk about fifth place? Brady got fifth. Congrats, I guess. I lost it. Um, I, I wanted fifth really bad, but I didn't. Yeah. Get it. <laughs> I lost to Brady. Brady was an absolute buzzsaw this week. Uh, big uh, congrats to Alvin Kamara and his team leading T to a seventh place finish with 150 points, which I believe might be a high on the year in an essentially a meaningless game, but he did pick up two more points. So uh, that's it. That's a wrap for, for fantasy football season. 
Andrew, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I'm still upset, but you, you did win. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, 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 it's funny. Like, if you look at my team, like, it's, it's not very good. Like, I have Lamar Jackson, who had a really slow start to the year. I mean, Dalvin Cook has been uh, my bell cow. Uh, as he was for the for the uh, Vikings but I mean yeah I, I was kind of just it's kind of the story of my life just do enough to to get by and just <laughs> yeah. and get the job done you know you're not gonna be flashy but just get the job done and kind of just keep your head under the radar and uh yeah luckily it, I got I mean obviously you get fortunate I kind of worked my way into to getting that last fourth spot right before playoffs and then um kind of just did it just enough to to advance through so Happy to celebrate my back-to-back um, fantasy football title, and like Nate said, yeah, I'm positioned pretty well right now for the for the uh, overall championship. I'm at 38 points. Alex is at 34, and then Grant's at 26 um, in third place. So um, decent buffer there. So hopefully I don't blow with basketball. Right now I'm getting rolled by Jesse's uh, all-star basketball team. That uh, his roster is just unbelievable. So hopefully he doesn't take it out too much on me. That's it. Football season, just like 2020, is now in the rearview mirror. Congrats and on your back-to-back titles. Join the ranks of fellow Tough Pod contributor Don Most as a back-to-back sport champion. With, uh, are you a double repeat champion in basketball as it stands currently? Going for the three-peat? No, I lost. Uh, I didn't. I didn't win. Um, was it 2020 or 2019? I believe I won. Yeah, yeah, 1920. Yeah, that, that was yeah the COVID season. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, right. right. Well, well, I guess, it, it, yeah, we stopped yeah. it. Yeah. When, when they got um, paused for the COVID and all that kind of stuff, because not all the teams resumed. So we just called the standings as they were as of that date, which I mean, happened to be me in first place. Um, so I did win basketball last year. Um, oh, geez. Just a little footnote. So that's, and I got second in baseball. So I'm, I'm, my last three finishes are first, second, first. Actually, no, four finishes, first, first, second, first. So. Going for a, a tiger slam of sorts. Yeah, yeah something like no that. No kidding. Do you have the full standings in front of you, Ange, of all the, the total points? I'm really curious where I, yeah. where I land right now. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> all um, the you want to just give the, give the people the full update, the full standings right now so we can, sure, we can sure. know. So, so, we basically have the scoring because I don't think we've really dove into this and we can do this a little more that detail much. at some point. Yeah. Um, we give to, um, 20 points for first place, 18 for second. 16 for third, all the way down to two points uh, for, for last place. Um, so uh, there's up to 20 points you can get in a season. And then we total your finish of the, all, the three sports and add those uh, three scores together uh, to get your total overall standings for the overall championship. Um, right now, uh, I'm in first with 38, Alex in second with 34, Grant in third with 26, T in fourth with 24, uh, Logan, you're fifth with 20, um Kel, uh, kelly who calls her kelly uh sis brady <laughs> and nate are all tied uh, with 18 uh, and sixth and then jesse's uh, ninth with 14 and uh sir sauce is uh oh, cool. with 10 points nate uh, tell us how you feel about being tied with uh, kelly for the the overall standings you know it doesn't feel good i'm, I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you but you know what i had just this really really ugly 2020 version of a fantasy baseball season this year i feel great about my team feel great about my keepers moving forward but they were just absolutely terrible this year and so i i brought up the rear i got last place there's nothing nothing else to say about it but um, i'm gonna bounce back next year and i'm gonna finish stronger than kelly in basketball we, we know that so um Hoping, hoping to climb up towards the top half of the rankings. It's probably not going to be my year, but uh, you know, we keep, we keep fighting 
We keep fighting to live to live another. That's not it. We keep. I'm fucking done. All right. <laughs> hang, on. <laughs> hang on a second. So, and so that people know too, basketball is what officially ends the tough league season. Correct. So typically, we that would be in full force because it usually starts in October. But here we are in December, just getting started. So we have the 72 games coming up, and the end of that ends the tough league season. So anybody within 15 to 18 points realistically still has a chance to take the overall. I haven't done the math. I haven't put it in the calculator. I haven't crunched the numbers. But if you get 20 points or get in first place, hypothetically, and gets last, if you're within that 20-point range and everything falls your way, you have a chance. So there's no reason to ever give up. There's no reason to just uh, trade away all your assets for draft picks, which no one really does that crazy anyway. But uh, the chance is always out there. Me yep. sitting with 20 points or whatever I have right now, I'm still hoping for the best, even though my basketball team's not great. But uh, <laughs> we'll get there. So we'll talk a little bit more fantasy tough league basketball uh, in next week's versions of Muster's Musings. I put pretty much just put that on Nate right now. So he'll get oh. ready for that <laughs> next week. But uh, let's get into uh, reviewing week 16. Uh, it, w- it was a good week for Tough Pod. The only downside I think we had was – it was our first week without a three and O contributor mm. and it might've been yeah. our best week overall. Uh, just a, just a combined effort from everybody involved. We did pretty well. There's no three and O week. So I'll start with the review of, uh, of Nate's picks did the, the rare college football and uh, NFL combination on his three picks this week. He started off with Marshall plus four and a half versus Buffalo in the Camellia bowl. Was that right? I believe um, so. Yes, that's right. And, uh, Marshall was covering the whole game until they weren't, and they lost 10 to 17 to Buffalo, unfortunately, not covering the four and a half spread. The Steelers plus one and a half versus Indianapolis. Steelers ended up winning that game outright, 28 to 24. And then the Eagles and Cowboys, the dumpy over of the week, over 49 and a half, did hit in the final minutes of the fourth quarter with Dallas blowing out Philadelphia 37 to 17. So Nate took himself. I mean, I want to say took himself. He stayed in Poundtown. He has his residency in Poundtown. Victorious serving him drinks. And what more can you really say about it? Over on Dallas, 40 and a half, took him there. He's two and one on the week. Officially five and oh in Poundtown. He owns the place. Nate, tell us about your week. Yeah, I'm going to have to, I, I know that I just purchased a brand new house, but I'm going to need to think about getting some other real estate here because uh, <laughs> five, five and oh, um, it's just the, the commute back and forth uh, during the work week is, is a little bit too much for me. So maybe I'll get a nice little place on the beach um, and, and just, you know, settle in. Um, it was a good week. Uh, I was really bummed about the Marshall game. I really did feel like that was the right side to be on for the whole time. It was this yeah. really kind of ugly game, which, which Andrew uh, called for that under. Um, that was really never in doubt. So that was nice. Um, but it just felt like it was just one of those games where they just didn't have the ball when they needed to have the ball. And um, Buffalo ended up not even having their starting running back. Marshall ended up not having their starting running back. So it was even sloppier. Uh, and Buffalo just managed to get that last touchdown. It was a little bit of a bummer, but uh, Andrew did pull us out with the under. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Steelers really made a sweat on uh, oh, Sunday. Dropped down 24-7, and then they just decided that they really wanted to win their division and, and uh, were able to, to pull the comeback, and Philip Rivers wasn't great in the fourth quarter. It's so odd. Uh, so <laughs> what? love to see it. Uh, the, Don't the say. Downtown, 
<laughs> the pound town lock of the week was so frustrating. Um, it was 30 to 17 with about eight minutes left in the third quarter. Um, we just saw uh, in the fourth quarter, Jalen Hurts fumbled in the red zone. It was not a fumble. fumble. They reviewed it. <laughs> they took five minutes to look at it. It was not a fumble. His knee was down. I, the whole so world bad. was shocked. Cowboys fans on Twitter were like, yeah, he was down, but just give him the ball. <laughs> That's Cowboy fans. That says a lot. <laughs> I was I was reeling. I could not believe that they call it a fumble. I thought, That's it. It's gonna be 47. We're fucked. Um, but CD Lamb got a junk touchdown on a little end around and it ended up being a lock. So it was a lot more difficult than I thought it was gonna be, but we got fifty-four, and that is the over. That is like the definition of some pound town home cooking right there. I think it was like a 65 yard pass to Amari Cooper to get him there and the CD land touchdown. We were, I mean, I thought we had that one locked in. The fourth quarter just came to an absolute screeching halt halt in terms of, in terms of scoring, but it doesn't matter how you get there. You're there. You're in pound town sipping my ties for another week. And uh, I didn't join you. Jess. Let's look at your picks. I wish we were technologically savvy enough to play a recording of your picks in the previous week. Cause I feel like the people deserve to hear it again, but in case you didn't go back about halfway through the pod and, uh, and listen for Jesse's picks, but just to recap them for you guys, it was a chargers minus three first Denver, which was again, another frustrating game to watch ended up being a push uh, kind of the COVID ravaged game between the Browns and the jets in which the number was uh, 47 Jazz had to over on that Cleveland lost to the Jets 16 to 23 and then his pound town lock of the week which again no one believed in it because it's the Bears and the only person on the Bears bandwagon is Jazz and it took him to pound town he took the Bears charter with the players and say hey fellas 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 I know you guys are going back to Chicago but drop me off at pound town because I took the Bears minus seven and a half they blew out Jacksonville 41 to 17 Given Jazz a the first ever one one in one week in Tough Pod history, Jazz, tell us about your week. Well, you know, I had as my entire life goes, I had the most average week as you can get. You, know, <laughs> you have one win, one loss, one tie, um, average looking, average in everything. Um, yeah, you know, um, the Chargers game was uh, uh, I didn't even enjoy watching it. They had it covered the whole game. I think Denver. Um, they ended up scoring a touchdown and it was, it was 19 to 16 and they had a chance. Chargers had a chance to cover, but they just ran out the clock. Um, I'll take a push any day of the week. That's a win in my book. And, and if I could talk about the Browns and the Jets for a second, um, when I made this pick, it was a Wednesday night, two weeks ago, um, no COVID on the list. And the Browns decided someone was going to get COVID. There was going to contact trace and four starting wide receivers were out for that game. The total went from 47 and a half all the way down to 44. There was no way it was going to cover at the start of the game. And it actually had a shot at the end of the game. Baker Mayfield was in the red zone. He ended up turning it over. Um, the game would have been tied at 46 uh, and it, and it would have went over, but uh, let, let's, let's, let's talk about the pound town lock of the week. Um, on Friday or Saturday, I believe I was sent a text message showing that the Jacksonville Jaguars were a sleep. <laughs> In the action network picks, there everyone said pick the Jaguars. I said, listen, seven and a half is a stinky line. Everyone's gonna want that touchdown and the hook. I said, listen, the Bears are gonna win by twenty. They win by twenty-four. Um, I was deported out of 
um, Poundtown the week prior. Um, they got my paperwork wrong. I'm in Poundtown for this week. I'm going to be in Poundtown. He's again. back. He is back in Poundtown. Had the old sister kisser on the, the push with Chargers and Browns, uh, or Chargers in and Broncos, but pulled out the victory in Poundtown for the Bears, minus seven and a half. Um, eight and six and one overall. Niz, I missed yours. 11 and four overall. I know you don't want me to miss Ooh. that just sexy record there, 11 and four. So I'll have to go back and repeat that. 11 and four for Niz, eight, six and one for Jazz overall. And as Nate alluded to already, Marshall Buffalo under 54, didn't even sniff it. Easy undercover. 17-10 victory by Buffalo, 27 total points. Didn't, barely even got to half of the under total. Uh, sharp bet there. Liberty plus seven and a half over 12th ranked Coastal Carolina in which Liberty pulled out the overtime victory straight up 37 to 34, which was a big uh, tough league conversation because we did do some friendly bets within tough league on who's going to cover between Liberty and Coastal Carolina because our very own sauce does have some ties to Coastal Carolina themselves, but those on the Liberty side as in a sharp tough pod contributors were on the right side of it. Liberty plus seven and a half did cash. And then we had uh, Louisiana Lafayette versus uh, Ut- uh, University of Texas, San Antonio, Lafayette minus 13 and a half to get Ange staying in pound town. But unfortunately, ULL could not hold the 14 point victory, only one by seven over UTSA, which means Ange had to get on the most depressing flight home from pound town back to the real world. Ange two in one week, missed the pound town lock. Tell us about it. Yeah, the, the, the fight back from Poundtown, they, they stuck me in the very back of the plane next to the, the toilet, <laughs> and people were just blowing that thing up, dude, left and right, and it was it was miserable. My, my little vent above me, the little fan, the little nozzle wasn't working. I was, I was sweating. It was stinky. It was not a good time, so I don't plan to experience that um, ever again, but uh, yeah, like Nate uh, touched on with the Marshall Buffalo game, that was just a nightmare of a game. It was the ugliest thing of all time, so that was like, never in doubt. The Liberty one got, man, the end of that game was, was such a mess. Yeah, Liberty was uh, tied and then they, they didn't want to score a touchdown, but they were handing the ball off. I'm not sure why the quarterback wasn't taking a knee at like the two yard line. They were trying to drain the clock and kick a field goal to win the game, but they were handing the ball off and then ended up getting stripped at like the half yard line uh, and, and, and uh, going to overtime. And I was thinking, man, this goes to two overtimes and the two point or three overtimes and the two point conversion becomes a factor that I could be in trouble here. But, Luckily, they pulled it out in the first overtime and, and got the straight-up win. And then the Raging Cajuns, yeah, they were up 17 in the third quarter, and I thought I was smooth sailing, but it just got it just got ugly. They kind of just let UTSA hang around and actually got to the red zone at the end of the game, um, but decided to take a knee instead of punching in and let the seniors celebrate a nice 14-point win. So that one cost me in the end, but um, I'm here to bounce back and get myself back in pound town. I'll take a two-in-one week. Uh, five and one in my last two weeks. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at right now. But um, those pound towns got to tighten up a little bit for me. And I love the the arbitrary endpoints with the uh, with the to- with the overall record on uh, on your picks. Uh, five and one in the last two weeks. Let's forget week one. Um, <laughs> five and one in the last two weeks. I'm gonna say because I said it for everyone else. Five and four overall, and I will repeat my overall record when I get through my picks too. Two and one in the week. Five and four overall. We'll go to my picks. I said in the last pod, if I just go back into the Vikings, well, I think things are going to work out for me. We got the, the exemplification of Krampus Cousins on Christmas Day, and we just we got, we got um, Kirk Kringle Kamara is what we really got, 155 yards and six touchdowns. I said 
we're going to get a good Kamara and a good Kamara typically equals a Saints victory. And they pulled out the minus six and a half cover. Even if you took seven, if you got seven and a half, if you got 10, for some reason, if you teased it the, the opposite direction, got alternate lines and got better odds, 52, 33 victory for the Saints over Minnesota. We knew it was coming. Vikings are poopy. If the, the, the ball is in Kirk Cousins' hands and needs to make plays, it doesn't make plays. Plain and simple. So that was an easy cover, minus six and a half on the Saints. Merry Christmas to everybody who took that. And we go to the Sunday night football game. Uh, unfortunately, Devontae Adams did uh, put the nails in my fantasy football coffin in the last fantasy championship matchup that I had chance of winning. I needed Josh Allen and Devontae Adams to get under 42 points. Devontae Adams gets 42 points by himself. So I didn't want to sweat the Josh Allen game on Monday night. Packers minus three versus Tennessee. Again, I wish we can repeat back a recording of how I described the Packers-Tennessee game because it happened exactly like that. Too cold for Tennessee. Packers got out to a huge lead, neutralized Derrick Henry, and the Packers won 40 to 14. Just, just minus three cover very easily. And then we get to the pound town frustrating pick of the week was an Alvin Kamara over 45 and a half receiving yards. And he gets five targets, three catches for 17 yards. And I think there was a throw by Drew Brees to Alvin Kamara early in the first quarter in which it bounced right off Alvin Kamara's hands. And I was like, it's going to be one of those games for this prop. And it was because it was just a pure Alvin Kamara on the ground rushing game, a six touchdowns, none in the air, only 17 rushing yards. So I don't get to pound town again. I am now five weeks removed from ever being there. I'm forgetting what it smells like. I can barely remember what it looks like. And I'm not, I don't know when I'm going to be back. I'm going to try and get back. That's the goal. But I was two and one on the week, just like everyone else, minus the one, one and one from jazz six and nine overall. Nice. Uh, but not really. And uh, as a tough <laughs> league overall in the week, we were seven, four and one great week. If you guys followed all the bets, and then overall, we're 30, 23, and 1. That's a 56% win percentage. That is that People pay good money for that kind of winning percentage. They pay uh, services big money to get the right picks and get that good of a winning percentage. And we're giving it to you guys for free. So keep following us. Free. Keep listening. It's free real estate. Uh, yeah, it, it's free real estate every single week. So guys, any final thoughts on, on week 16, the betting week that was? Let me, uh, let me give you some credit, though, because I, I did happen to listen to, I was listening to our last week's pod back um, after the Packers game. I'd just like to listen, listen through it after all the games have been played. Mm-hmm. And um, your call on, on Green Bay, Tennessee, you, I mean, you, you essentially wrote the game script. Green Bay got out, to, out in front. Uh, Devontae Adams had a huge bounce back game. Um, Derrick Henry was largely ineffective because of the, the fact that they're playing from behind. You nailed it. It was freaking amazing. And the, the fact that Alvin Kamara had six touchdowns in this game and didn't hit the over is like, so, so such an embodiment of what gambling can be. Like it it doesn't matter that he scored six rushing touchdowns. He still didn't get over 45 perception yards and it's just devastating. But, um, a pretty ironic comical pick, but yeah, 56% overall, 55% is like the gold standard of, of winning money. Uh, mm-hmm. Those big guys in Vegas. And, and we're obviously not, we're not selling picks here. Um, you know, I've tried, I've tried when I get on hot streaks, I try and, <laughs> <laughs> I try and get some Venmo coming at me when, when these guys start tailing me, but it's <laughs> no go so far. So I, I believe I have sent uh, a, a form of money through Venmo at an amount a legal amount of tender. Uh, it wasn't much, but I did, I did uh, compensate you for some picks. 
Um, and, and I have been paying recently the last few days uh, for those picks as well. Just <laughs> my booking instead of TM. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, little, little bit of a cold streak for, for old Niz. And like I said, today was absolutely dreadful, but we continue on. Always continue on. We're never deterred unless you're big T who's deterred and then not deterred and then deterred again. But uh, there's one thing I wanted to mention. We always like tout on, on this pod is like try and get lines early. If you have a feel for a game really early on, get those, get the, get the bet in early in the week before the line gets super, super efficient. Right. But then you see the opposite side of that, unfortunately, in the COVID-19 ravaged season in which you take a Browns and Jets over 47. And then after you make your pick or place your bet, you're stuck with, uh, absolutely nothing at wide receiver for the Browns and end up losing that game to uh, the New York Jets. So obviously there's both sides of every story when it comes to that, but still I'm always going to say get the lines early before they become too efficient. It's really hard to beat Vegas when you're betting on the day of the game. So um, typically that strategy is going to work out better for you. So yeah, uh, yeah, I think kind of in that aspect, you know, I just thought of that as you were saying that is there's probably some value to getting unders early because teams aren't going to be like adding players, you know, like the best, uh, the worst is going to happen is that people are going to be losing players. So that's kind of something to keep an eye on going forward in the NBA season or uh, college basketball season or whatever is, I mean, is, is seeing if, if you can get a, a good value on maybe an underpick uh, before people get uh, rolled out for games. And there, there's one thing that, that I've learned along the way, um, be mindful of, of what kind of players are, are losing out. A lot of times when people say, Oh, well, they're, they're a pretty good outside linebacker isn't going to play the game. People tend to overreact to that kind of stuff. One linebacker isn't going to be shifting a, a line that much, or it shouldn't shift the line that much. Um, even sometimes with quarterbacks, when quarterbacks are out, people think it needs to switch 14 points the other way. And it's just not, it's just not the way it is. Uh, the, the playing field for some of these guys, they're all professionals or the college college level players are, are usually pretty decent. So um, just be mindful that if, if one player is out, it doesn't necessarily mean that everything is, everything's gone for that, that side in that game. Yeah. I would say everything there, there's stipulations, there's situations for everything. Um, and that's just what part of being a sharp better is all about, or just having your ear to the ground and knowing how lines are created, what players affect what teams in which ways. And the more you follow sports, which a lot of people listening, I'm sure you do, you understand that aspect of it. So um, you guys are all sharp betters. Tough Pod's here to help you walk you through these situations. And we're going to keep trying to get you guys victories and make you guys some money. So with that being said, let's move on. Week 17 of the football season, the weird, weird week 17 of the football season, which is always an interesting slate to bet. And of course, one of the, everyone's favorite times to bet college football is bowl season, which also can be weird. Motivation is, in, is key in both NFL and college football. So let's get into it. Nate, start with you, man. What do you got for us week 17? Lay it on us and, and bowl season. Uh, well, I got a couple. Uh, let me see where I'm going to start. I got a couple hot college football picks. So I think I'm going to save those for my last uh, couple. I'm going to start in the NFL, actually. Um, and this is a kind of a weird bet, I guess. But looking at it, it's just a game and it, the script kind of writes itself. Um, the Steelers are, first of all, starting Mason Rudolph, who I don't know if anybody knows, but he is not very good. Um, <laughs> he does not command that offense. Uh, I'm sure they're going to have more starters out. It looks like a completely different team when Mason Rudolph is, is at the helm. And they happen to be going up against the Browns this week who need to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. So 
The Steelers aren't really playing for anything. They got Mason Rudolph. The Browns can play a little bit of defense. And, you know, I think they're going to show up. They're going to be pumped up and ready to go. I'm not going to touch the spread because it's uh, 10, 10 and a half, depending on where you look at it. But what I do like is the Steelers team total under. Right now it's listed as 15 and a half. And that might bounce around a little bit as the, as the uh, uh, ooh, number goes up and down. But um, <laughs> I, think, I, I think they're going to struggle to score 14. I don't, I don't know if they're going to get in the end zone maybe more than once. I think, uh, I think this game's got like a 21-10, 23-10 look to it. I just don't, I don't believe in Mason Rudolph. He hasn't really played this year. I mean, he got some reps last year, but he's just rusty. Browns are hungry. I think they, I think they suck. And I think they, they keep under 15 and a half. The motivation is just not really there for the Steelers all that much either. So, I mean, Tomlin already announced that Roethlisberger is not going to play. So they're obviously not trying to go for the higher seed. They just don't seem to care about this. We've 17 games so much. They want to get healthy going into the playoffs. So, um, I like that bet. Uh, was it 15 and a half team total under for the Pittsburgh Steelers led Rudolph the uh, Mason reindeer. That was horrible. But uh, Mason Rudolph, Mason Rudolph at the helm, uh, team total under 15 and a half for the Steelers. We can cut that out. Cut it. Uh, It'll be interesting to see. Cut it. I'm assuming no. this is. No, we're leaving this. that. <laughs> yeah, that's saying it. I'm assuming this is. Uh, Mason's first game since the Miles Garrett incident, right? And yes. they're playing the Browns again, so oh, that'll yeah. be something to kind of yeah. just to see if, the, if there's any. I mean, I doubt we'll get anything from that, but that'll be kind of a something to kind of keep an eye on. I'll just say, well, give Garrett. me, yeah, give me Miles Garrett in that matchup. I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna go ahead and say he's he's <laughs> probably too. gonna get the best of those. Those two. Nate Nate has been known to share um, topless pictures of Miles Garrett to the group chat. Oh my god, so, incredible yeah. body. <laughs> Yeah, his body, yeah, he is an Adonis. There's no arguing that. Uh, yeah, you absolutely, absolutely have to take him over Mason Rudolph. All right, Jess, you're here live today on the pod, not via the bathroom on the phone. Give us your first pick of the week of week 17 slash the bull season. What do you got? Yeah, I recovered from the old uh, frog in the throat, but it makes me uh, a little uncomfortable that Niz went um, NFL first. I'm a little flustered. Um, but this is a pick that uh, makes me incredibly sad. Um. The Bears have been a cash cow for me for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the Packers will be playing for a first-round bye. Aaron Rodgers will be playing. Aaron Jones will be playing. Devontae Adams will be playing. Um, it all depends on if the Chiefs uh, win or lose, but the Packers are a full send. The line is only five and a half. Um, the Bears are not as good as the Packers. Uh, I'll be first one to say it. Um, and another uh, fantastic performance by Aaron Rodgers pretty much cements his uh, – MVP bid. Um, give me Packers minus five and a half. Packer, I saw Packers minus five earlier in the week. So it seemed or earlier yeah. in the day. So even since then, it's kind of moved a little bit. So that is Packers minus five and a half. Your, your team, your, your heart throb, Mitch Trubisky. Uh, you're sending them home. They're not making the playoffs. Not happening. Lock it in for Jez. Packers minus five and a half. I'll kick it to you, Ange. What do you got for us on this? Hey, this hang on, week hang on. Football? I'm sorry. Do we have the clip? From from last week, do we? I think I think we do. <laughs> He's the guy. This is the future. <laughs> wow. So we do have the technological advancements to, to bring back clips from the prior week. I love it. 
I mean, there's no loyalty when it comes to, to winning money on sports. Betting. Took him That's a second. Sure. Took him a second to find the voice. You know, yeah, like it, it, yeah, he was struggling yeah. with it. Yeah. Still, you can, you can tell. All right, so, so yeah, let's hop a note to my first pick here. Uh, I'd be a fool uh, to not, as the season winds down in, in college football, to to not ride this train that is the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, they're playing Notre Dame in the Rose Bowl uh, on New Year's Day. And the total on that game is 66. Um, what's going on here is what I'm seeing is that um, I think Notre Dame is going to be able to put up some points on Bama. I don't, I'm not sure that, I mean, that 20 point line is terrifying because I mean, they can always cover that back door at some junk touchdown or something like that. So I'm staying away from the, from that spread of 19 and a half, 20 points. Uh, but I do think that uh, Notre Dame, uh, can put up some points um, defensively for Notre Dame. I and mean, we, we saw what Clemson can do and Bama is a lot more technical as far as uh, their offensive ability and, and, and their firepower. So um, I do think this game goes over. I think we're looking at like a 49 31 final. So we're pushing close to close to 80 points. Um, so yeah, give me Alabama and Notre Dame over 66 uh, in the Rose bowl on Friday. Over 66 and that, that Bama well, it is, it has been worn down this season. We have gone into it constantly. We've, we've cranked the rope down, got the bucket in, got a bucket of Bama money and played it every single week. And you know what, you know, who else is going to the Bama well, making his first career tough pod college football pick is your boy here. Logan Ridge, big log himself is going to take. Alabama first half minus 10 and a half versus okay. Notre Dame. <laughs> I, I thought it'd be a great way to end the football season with my first ever college football pick. And this isn't just me. Uh, I guess maybe a little bit. is isn't just me like wanting to make a college football pick to make a college football pick. Bama's probably the one team that I've watched the most this season, mostly because they're on prime time most of the time. And um, like we've mentioned, it's a good well to get into minus, uh, Bama minus uh, the points in the first half. So nice. kind of wanted to get back in there. We've talked to a ton about how Notre Dame kind of like barely belongs in the college football playoff. Yeah. Uh, and they got trounced by Clemson by 24 points last week. And I haven't watched a ton of Florida games this year. And I feel like Florida played about as good as they could play and got kind of all the bounces that they could possibly get against Bama last week. And they still lost by six. And I think Florida is a better team than, than Notre Dame here. And like Ann said, I don't want to get that to that 20 points for the full game because I don't want to see a backdoor cover at the end of the game there. And obviously a higher scoring game, I think, benefits Bama the most. And if Ann's got the over, that made me feel a lot better about my first half pick. Yep. So give me Bama minus 10 and a half. Love I feel that. pretty good about it. I'm going to lock in my first college football pick and who knows when I'm going to go back to college football. So oh. take it now and run with it. Bama minus 10 and a half. That is my first pick of the week. My first ever college football pick on the tough pod. Uh, welcome Just, welcome to the money makers <laughs> welcome to the cash cows that we love to see you here you're welcome to stay as long as you want you have about <laughs> one more week uh but but it's so glad to have you here thank you it, it feels really good to be here so speaking of college football nate are you going back into college football or are you gonna stick in the nfl streets i i am i'm gonna go back to the, the college football while we've only got a little bit of time here uh left on the season so i gotta i gotta make uh got to make it worth the while. Um, I don't have a ton of analysis on this game. This is a little bit of a gut feel, uh, but it makes sense. These are two teams that um, are very tough on defense. Um, and I'm going to do what Betsy absolutely loves here and play the under. 
Um, and then we're going to go under on Cincinnati and Georgia. This is kind of a, a big game because Cincinnati was left out of the playoff, um, even though they went undefeated in their conference, in the American conference. Um, so they're kind of the little brother coming in and playing the big, bad SEC opponent here. So this is really Cincinnati's chance to show that they belong with the big boys. And they kind of have the shoulders of every every group of five team on their back. So I thought about going Cincinnati plus six and a half, but that's just a funky number. So I think the defenses are going to dominate this game. Georgia's great against the run. Cincinnati's kind of great against everything. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to say we're going to have a low scoring game. It'll probably get up into the, the low twenties, maybe something like 24, 21, but I think we're still going to stay clear of that number. Um, I'm actually hoping Cincinnati pulls it out. Uh, money line would be a fun little bet to have. I would love to see them win. So I might splash a little bit on money line, but my official pick is going to be Cincinnati and Georgia under 50 and a half. You know, I, I like that pick because a lot of people are kind of leaning Georgia from what I've been hearing, but I, I don't think we know who's going to be sitting out of the Georgia game and who's going to opt right. out and stuff and get ready for the NFL. So there could be a lot of talent that they, I mean, Obviously, like their backups are still probably three star, four, I mean, at least four star recruits. So they're going to be yeah. talented guys coming in anyway. But I mean, if they don't have the experience. Plus, you know, Cincinnati's going to have the motivation for that game. So, yeah, no, I, I really like that pick. Mark, yeah, hopefully, it'll be a fun the, one. The Cincy, Georgia under 50 and a half. Correct? Cool. Correct. Correct. Jez, where are you going with pick number two? Lay it on us. So this one seems like an absolute smash spot as the Cardinals are still vying for a playoff spot and the Rams are without Jared Goff and Daryl Henderson. Um, our site doesn't have it, obviously, um, but I looked on covers and they have Cardinals minus one. Are you out of your mind? A team still vying for a playoff spot and versing a team that doesn't have their starting quarterback or running back? This is an absolute smash spot. I didn't want it as my pound town lock because I think the line's going to move. Um, anywhere under six is an absolute sin. <laughs> uh, Cardinals minus one. That's, that's, uh, I mean, you can't get better than that. That was one of my picks. So I'm not happy right now. Uh, DK Sportsbook has that game currently at Cardinals minus three. Feel good about it still? You yes. said that's a minus six, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good pick. I had it written out. I have a whole spiel written out ready to, to say on the pod, and now I can't do it. They have uh, AAF standout John Wolford at quarterback for the Rams. I mean, maybe it's better for the Rams not have Jared Goff out there. Even Deacon. I don't know. <laughs> the Cardinals rush the quarterback pretty well, and we know Goff is terrible when he's under pressure. But I like the pick. I was going to make it on my next one, so I'm, I'm reeling a little bit right now. So, um <laughs> So, so, so what's right the actual number we're putting on? And the, are we going to go three as the official since where, where it's available, it's three, or are we sticking with one? When did you see it was at one? Today on covers.com. Okay. Does covers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll go with, we'll go with Cardinals minus one and uh, he feels comfortable um, relaying up to Cardinals minus six. So right now the line is hammer it and pick number two, where are you at? All right, so this is a team that uh, uh, I've been ex excited to watch. I haven't actually bet them, I don't believe, um, either on, on any of the overs, but they've been putting up buku numbers uh, all year. Um, and uh, I'm looking at the Capital One Orange Bowl. Uh, we're going uh, Saturday. Uh, we're looking, it's UNC and Texas A&M. Um, 
the total right now is 65 and a half and the total actually opened at 70 and a half. So it's dropped a little bit since then. Whoa. Um, but this game is being played in Miami. Um, so weather uh, shouldn't be much of a factor. I think today the weather in Miami was like 80 something degrees. Um, and, and Texas A&M's defense has been uh, lately actually pretty impressive. They've only given up uh, 43 points total in the last four games. Um, but I think the way I see this kind of painting out is I think North Carolina gets a score or two early and kind of gets their confidence rolling. And then it becomes just like a shootout. They kind of just like throw the, the play, you know, throw, throw the playbooks up in the air and then it becomes just an absolute gun fest. So I'm thinking it's going to be like a 40 to 34 final, something like that with Texas and I'm probably squeaking it out. Um, but I think we're going to see a lot of points. Um, Sam Howell, the, the, the quarterback, I think he's just a sophomore now. I think he was a freshman last year. It was when he kind of broke out. Um, dude's, dude's an absolute gunslinger. Uh, they're an exciting team to watch. So um, I had to get in on some North Carolina action before the season ended. Uh, so I'm going to hit the over 65 and a half uh, North Carolina, Texas A&M uh, on Saturday. Lock it in for the Capital One Orange Bowl. Lock it in. Over 65 and a half. Uh, off to me. Pick number two. I'm reeling a little bit because Jez took my Arizona Cardinals pick. But you know what? I was a little worried someone would take my Bama pick. So I came prepared with a fourth pick just in case. I didn't think it'd be the Cardinals one being taken. I thought it might have been the Bama one getting taken. But I have a fourth pick here. And it's going to be uh, two jalapenos on the spicy scale. Just because the, the, the spread is kind of big. It's, it's the scales that goes up to five. It's only two. It's Baltimore okay. minus 13 versus the Bengals. How many Scovilles? So, how many Scovilles? How many Scovilles? We're, we're thinking like a, like a jalapeno on the Scoville. Like, you can eat it. You'll be fine. It's maybe spicy to some people, not so bad for others. But give me Baltimore minus 13. This is a control-your-own-destiny game for the Ravens. It's plain and simple. Win, and you're in. The Ravens and Lamar Jackson have basically been playing, looking more like their 2019 selves. Lamar is confident as a runner, getting more confident as a passer. The team is relatively healthy, and they've moved on from Mark Ingram. And a bit basically given the reins to J.K. Dobbins, who is going to absolutely tear up this pathetic Bengals run defense. The Bengals are coming off a two-game win streak somehow, some way, winning two games, one with Ryan Finley and one with Brandon Allen. But it's all going to come crashing down this week. The Ravens have everything to play for. The Bengals have nothing to play for. So give me the Baltimore Ravens minus 13 in an absolute blowout, and they're going to skip, hop, step, into the playoffs with this blowout victory of the Bengals. And there's a, what team is better to play when you need to just win a game to get into the playoffs? Yeah, it's a Bengals nice are going to do nothing. So That's give me Baltimore minus 13. You mean the gunslinger, Brandon Allen, who went for 370 <laughs> last week? <laughs> Three. How pathetic is Houston's that? defense? Oh, my goodness. What the hell was that? Relative. <laughs> Relative. <laughs> No, that's, that's bad. Houston's defense so horrible. And just Brendan Allen with, like, smaller hands than, like, than, than Andrew's kid. Like, that guy, and he's still out there throwing <laughs> for 370. Like, unbelievable. Good for him. Hey, I'm not going to bash him. Good for him, man. But it's not going to work out for him this week. Uh, Nate, pound town, man. You own the place. You have a residency that lets you DJ mm-hmm. uh, beach mm-hmm. parties out there. They're, they're considering mm-hmm. renaming it. Uh, Niz the Wiz Island, or they're giving you a sponsored bowl game, which is Niz the Wiz Bowl on Pound Town or in Pound Town. We're almost at that point. What's going to keep you there? What's going to keep the good vibes going for you out there? Give us the pick. Well, college football season coming to a close. I had to go with one of the big uh, semifinal games. Um, I looked at this one a lot. The Sugar Bowl, we got Ohio State, the three seed, Clemson, the two seed. Let me run through some numbers for you. 
Clemson, 10 and one on the year. They had that, that Notre Dame loss uh, when Trevor Lawrence was out. Ohio State only played six games, but they did win them all. They both are top 10 run, run defenses. They're both holding opponents to under 3.3 yards per carry, under 100 yards per game. Uh, Clemson actually has a top 30 pass defense as well, under 200 yards through the air. Ohio State has an okay pass defense, uh, about 260 yards. They're kind of towards the bottom third of, uh, of teams in that, in that field. Uh, Justin Fields has had kind of a, kind of a lackluster year. Um, he put up some gaudy numbers in his, his first season with, with Ohio State. Um, he's only got 15 touchdowns, five interceptions. Five of those touchdowns came against Rutgers in one game. So take that one game away and he's got 10 touchdowns, five interceptions in five games. Um, not that exciting for somebody who was supposed to be a, a Heisman front runner. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has 22 touchdowns, four interceptions. He's yet to throw a uh, more than one interception in a single game. He's kind of in the Heisman discussion, even though I don't know if he necessarily belongs there. Uh, both quarterbacks are mobile. They're going to move around a little bit. And Clemson's actually coming back to the Sugar Bowl where they played the national championship last year against LSU and took the L. Um, I just think Clemson has too much right now. And even though this is a seven and a half point spread, which can be a little bit tricky, I think they're going to go and, and handle business down in the bayou. The last three games, they have defeated their opponents 131 to 37. Um, and granted, they play in the ACC and big, the Ohio State plays in the Big Ten, but Big Ten doesn't have any offenses that look anything like uh, Clemson's. I think Clemson's going to go and they're going to just outduel them. Um, I could see the point total getting high, but I could also see some defense really showing up on the Clemson side. I think they're elite on that side of the ball. I think there's a potential that this game could get out of hand a little bit. I'm looking at something kind of like a 38-17, something like that. I just don't, I don't think um, Justin Fields is in in his best form. I think Clemson is ready. I think Clemson wants the championship. Um, I, I think they want Alabama. They've played them. This will be the third time in six years, something like that. And I just, I think Trevor Lawrence is the guy he's going to show the nation why he's going to be the number one pick um, in the next NFL draft. And I think they're going to handle business. Clemson minus seven and a half. Man. Lock it in. 21 Keep point cover, man. Yeah. You got, you got to sell, sell that brand new house, put it all on Clemson. <laughs> yeah. All cover by, by 13 and a half points. Got to pay it off somehow. Yeah, <laughs> if absolutely. I had, if I had any money left after today, I would absolutely be betting big, but uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a nice, <laughs> A medium-sized bet. This is how this is how you buy a place in Poundtown. This is, it sounds like this is the bet. Oh, it's done. One. That's right. You say four interceptions this season for Trevor Lawrence. Four interceptions, and he hasn't thrown more than one in a single game. I was really hoping I could make a joke about uh, what happened most interceptions in the season on Trevor Lawrence or games missed because of COVID. But it sounds like interceptions went out on this one. <laughs> just only two <laughs> just, behind just uh, games just missed barely. because of COVID. <laughs> uh, Jez. You want to get back in pound town. You enjoyed your, t- or you want to stay in pound town. The Browns, I, I, I associate Browns with losing, but I need to get off that. You were there in pound town. Browns covered last week. What's going to keep you there? Is, are you joining Niz? Are you going to get out there? What's going to happen? Well, first of all, you're wrong. Uh, who sent me to pound town <laughs> was my bears. 
That's why um, I said, yeah, I know the Bears got you there. I associate them with losing, so automatically I think, oh, your pound town lock with the Bears. You didn't get there, but you got there on the blowout win by Mitch and the Bears. So what's keeping you there? I'm there. I'd like to give a little antidote on how um, pound town is. Um, I was wrongly deported. Um, I believe Niz had a hand in that. Um, I did make it back to Poundtown last week. I set an appointment with Niz, who is a permanent resident, to try and find my permanent residency in Poundtown. Um, and um, he didn't show up to our lunch. Um, I don't know what that means, well, busy. But, but maybe I need to get another Poundtown lock in there. And I'm going with tie-ins minus seven and a half. Another very stinky line. They have a lot to play for. Um, and they're facing the Texans who just Uh-oh. gave up 370 yards to Brandon Allen <laughs> and the Cincinnati Bengals. The, uh, the Titans may score 50 here. Um, I mean, the, the Texans have been almost a cash cow for me on the opposite side, like the Bears have been. And I, it's a full fade on the Texans. Um, there's no reason the Titans don't put up seven touchdowns in this game. Uh, this is, it's a win and end scenario for the Titans. They're, they're full sending it. That's pound town. Give most give me Derrick Henry's rushing line. Just just off top. What do you think it's gonna be? On on a betting site? No, just give me like what you think. Is it gonna be a, an Alvin Kamara type game? Like what do you think from Derrick Henry in this uh in this big week for the Titans over the, the the terrible Houston defense? I'll be modest so I don't sound too crazy, but give me 140 and two touchdowns. 140 and two touchdowns. Yes. So just so you guys on the Titans, they can win the NFC South and clinch the number four seed with a win over the Texans. If they lose, they still have a chance to make the playoffs at about like a 20% chance that, that they won't make it. So they have a pretty good chance of making it, but obviously better to control your own destiny, destiny by actually just, just winning, tote it off to Derrick Henry and let him run all over the damn place. He's probably angry. He didn't even reach hundred yards last week and took that L. So uh, that's Tennessee lock it in for most. And you want to get back there, buddy. Yeah, do bring us bring us back to ULL. Let you down last week. They didn't want you going there. Prove them right. What's going to get you there this week? I mean, they took a knee and packed my bags in the same in the exact same play. <laughs> it was it was tough to see. Um, yeah. So so last week, uh, part of the reason why I was on Liberty is because um, I said that Coastal Carolina kind of had their hat hanging win when they beat BYU on that short preparation. Um, so that's why I thought Liberty was kind of I'm going to be a little more motivated. Um, so in this game, I'm, I'm seeing uh, something similar, and I'm looking at the PlayStation, uh, the best console out there, the PlayStation <laughs> Fiesta Bowl, um, and we got Iowa State and Oregon. Um, I think it's a kind of a similar spot that Coastal was in with Oregon. Uh, they kind of had their uh, time in the light when they took Washington's place and upset USC in the Pac-12 title game. Um, and, I, and I love the duo of Brock Purdy and Brees Hall for Iowa State. Those are two studs they have at quarterback and running back, um, and I think they pose the biggest challenge that Oregon's going to see um, all year. Um, not to mention that Iowa State's run defense is 10th in the nation. Um, it's only allowed nine rush touchdowns in 11 games. Um, so that bodes well against a, a run reliant Oregon offense. Um, that's They're hoping to get C.J. Verdell back. Um, whether he is or not, I don't think it's going to be enough for the Ducks. Um, I don't think they're dynamic enough at the quarterback position to really kind of overcome um, Iowa State's focusing on the run attack. Um, so uh, Iowa State's four-point favorites here. I think they cover that probably by double digits. I'm thinking like a Iowa, Iowa state 34, 23 final, something like that. Maybe 35, 21. Um, I, I think Iowa state just, um, they're going to be motivated um, after that loss to, to Oklahoma and that big 12 championship. Um, and, and I think they're a super talented team. So, so I like Iowa state minus four as my prime prime time, uh, uh, pound town lock of the week. I'm coming back to the beach and I'll see you guys 
uh, in, in Albany and South Korea this time. And just literally riding a cyclone back to pound town. That's, That's minus right, yeah, four baby. on Iowa State. Lock it in. Jez, I see you dance on the camera. Just tell the people what's going on. Just let, it, let, let us hear it. What's happening live on the pod? What's happening? Well, without any uh, uh, direction from Andrew Niz, I bet the over on the Oklahoma and Florida game just to have some fun. And they just cast the over on a, on a 40 yard touchdown round by Oklahoma cash it in the pocket. Let's get it. 658 yards of offense by Oklahoma over a thousand yards of offense in the game. It's what 55 to 13 right now. Man, man. I, yeah. Yeah. Florida had those receivers go out uh, yeah, and all stuff with the opt outs and they're getting absolutely boat race right now. That's just live money being made right there. And let me tell you, Jesse's shoulder might be sore tomorrow with the waving he was doing <laughs> on the camera. You know, that rotator cuff might need some ice in a couple of weeks to recover because he was going buck wild. Gotta love taking your own college football uh, advice, not listening to anybody and, make, and, and winning when you don't really know a lot about college football. And that's what I'm hoping that Bama does for me in the first half of their game uh, on Saturday. So, I want to go back to – I haven't been there in five weeks, guys. I miss it, and I want to get there. And the only, the only city that can maybe rivals the pound town weather to, to enjoy, uh, enjoy it is, is maybe Miami. And you know oh. what? I'm going to try and get those vibes, and I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins on my pound town lock of the week. They are currently a one-and-a-half-point underdog, but give me Miami straight up for my pound town lock wow. of the week. Now, I am continuing the theme of teams that have something to play for. So this is another control your own destiny game for the Dolphins. Now, it's going to be imperative for you guys to get in get in on this as early as possible because Buffalo technically does have something to play for. So they can win or the Steelers can lose in order to secure the number two seed, the AFC. Now, the two seed this year doesn't mean as much because they're at, they're adding an extra playoff team this year. So only the one seed really gets a buy. So I think if there was a buy from the two seed, then Buffalo would have something to play for, but I don't think they're going to full send this game. And especially after hearing that Ben Roethlisberger is not playing for the Steelers, that almost seals the Steelers fate in the loss this week against the Browns. So I don't think that the bills are actually going to play all their players, or at least not the entire game. And I think this line actually still reflects the assumption that the Bills are going to play this week. Fully, 100%, let all their, player go, let all their players get out there and play, and I do not think that's going to happen. So give me Miami, who needs to win to get in. They're a one-and-a-half-point underdog right now, but I am taking Miami money line. I wish it was Fitz at the helm, but it's Tua, but I still feel really good about Tua. Buffalo's defense still isn't very much to write home about. And I just think Miami's going to win this game. Punch their ticket to the playoffs. Steelers lose, punching Buffalo's ticket as a number two seed, and everyone's happy, including myself. Because I'm going back to pound town. I'm making money on Dolphins money line, and that's it. That's what's happening. Count listen, it for me. Listen, Love. I actually, uh, I actually liked what the the Dolphins coach said recently. They said we're going to start Tua, but if they have to go to the relief pitcher Fitz, they will. And I like and I, I wasn't a fan of starting Tua in the first place because I'm a big Fitz fan. But if they're losing in this game and they have to win to get in the playoffs, they're going to bring Fitz in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of my my question was who should be starting? Who Which player gives them the best chance to win? I think it's Fitzpatrick. I think that the, the – yep. um, but I think that there's a little bit of an awareness on the Dolphins' part that 
they're probably not a Super Bowl team, even if they get into the playoffs. So maybe there's a little bit of we, we want to get in there. We want to get our guys some experience in big games and uh, and and see what see what he can do. I know that they're never going to say that publicly that they don't believe they can make it to the Super Bowl. But I think if they're being realistic, it, this year is kind of an experience year and they've, they've really had a hell of a year. Do you guys know the last time the Dolphins made the playoffs? I mean, is that like back when they had like the Jay Fiedler and like Dad Pennington era? Let me see if I can do a live. Oh. They no, were the very bad for a long time. <laughs> they were the most recent 0-16 team too, weren't they? Like yes. Several years ago. So the history is not on their end, but I think, I think that ends here. The Dolphins have a great defense. And I, I yeah, I mean – it's, it really is night and day between Fitz and Tua. You saw last week when the Dolphins were almost toast against the Raiders and Fitz basically won that game for them. Straight up won that game. That was like a medicine bum runner. Game seven against the Royals came in, won that game for them. That's what Fitz did for uh, the Dolphins. And, I, and hey, if it happens again this week, I wouldn't be mad at it. Let's go. Let's, let's go for no pound town. Let's all. We haven't had uh, a, a tough no. reunion on, on the beach yet, so I think it's. I think we're due. So let's let's go we for no. We, we can, talk on here every week, and we don't get to hang out in Pound Town. Yeah. Like, yeah. what the hell's wrong with us? Don't we all want to be there? Niz is waiting. He just owns the place by himself. Gets to visit with one guy every week. We all want to be there. I think this is gonna be the week. He flakes on appointments. That's why. <laughs> Sharp people do well in bowl games. Sharp people <laughs> do well in week 17 of the NFL season. And we're sharp. We're going to get there. So follow us. Uh, good luck to all you guys on your picks. Uh, we all want to be there. 12 and 0 week. Hell, maybe it'll happen one of these days. Maybe it could be this week. We'll see what happens. But let's move on to everyone's favorite segment of the podcast. It's tough questions. We have three questions this week. A couple of them require a lot more discussion than normal. So to me, the only those three will get the normal amount of discussion here. And we're going to start off one from uh, Kelly herself, Sis, the lone female in Tough League, the trailblazer of Tough League sports, of Tough League fantasy. She asks, if you can invite anybody you want on the podcast, who is your first guest? Nate, who is it? So I, I went a little bit grand with my first thought. Um, but I am going to ultimately pump the brakes. My first thought was I would love to talk to Barack Obama in any sort of world. Like he's just, obviously he was the president of the United States, but he's also just a sports guy. He's an all around cool guy. He would have a lot of interesting stuff to say about sports or anything. Plus he's got that voice uh, that just gives you that sweet little, that nectar that is just so much better than any word that Donald Trump has ever said. Um, But, you know, I said, you know, if this is our first guest, we, we, we got to pull it back a little bit. And I still went with a, a pretty big guy, but I was thinking about kind of the growth of our podcast. Um, And the one person that I went with is kind of a polarizing figure, I think by a lot of people, just because he's, he's become really well known for what he does, but uh, Matthew Barry, the ESPN oh, fantasy okay. fantasy guy. Um, you know, I don't necessarily think the guy is like the be all end all legend as far as fantasy football goes, but he has kind of become the face of ESPN fantasy football. Um, and he's obviously had some major success with it. He's written books. Um, he's been, you know, he's made cameos and all kinds of different things. Um, I think he would be, you know, a really good, interesting person to pick, pick his brain, you know, as we're trying to kind of build this podcast. Um, he's a solid writer. Um, you know, obviously for marketing purposes, it would help us like to get our name out if we were having yeah. Matthew Barry on our podcast. 
Um, but I also think, I think he's a generally a good dude. I've listened to his podcast uh, off and on throughout the years. And, and, you know, like I said, people can disagree with him and what he says, but he generally knows what he's talking about. And he's basically made a, an entire career out of fantasy sports. So I think that would be a, a pretty epic first guest to have. He, he probably has the ear of more casual fairweather fantasy football players than anybody does in the industry. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it, was, it, was, it was probably like maybe four or five years ago, shoot, maybe longer. And I remember one offseason, he was super high on Cordero Patterson. And I reached for him. And, and I think it was like his second or yes. third year with the Vikings. And I, re- I kind of reached for him a little bit. And he was absolute dump, dude. He had like the worst year of all time. And I was like, never, never again, Matt Mary. Never again. Well, hopefully we can and, get him on the pod and you can tell him about that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he'll love to hear about it. I believe I believe I ended up with Cordero Patterson that same year because of Matthew Barry. But um, a quick fun fact about Matthew Barry that is just one of my favorite random trivia pieces. He was a co-writer of the of the movie Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles. He is credited what? as a screenwriter in that movie. I'm dead serious. I'm dead You're serious. You're woofing. Just, You're woofing right now. No, I you swear made to that God, up. I swear to God, he's talked about it, and I, like, double-checked, and I just made sure that this is what it was. But, yeah, um, he is listed as one of the uh, screenwriters for that film. Um, it's pretty funny. But, yeah, legitimately, he's, he's that guy. I actually think I have Matthew Berry's fantasy life book that I was given as like a Christmas present a few years ago. It sits in my bathroom currently. So nice. thank you, Matthew Berry, for the toilet, the, the toilet material. Jess, who you bring on the podcast first chance you get without restrictions? Uh, it's not sports related at all, unfortunately. Oh. Um, I struggled this one and it's it's going to be mostly music as uh, Log would know. I'm a big music fan. Um, and I struggled between picking uh, Freddie Mercury and Michael Jackson. Um, and I went with the guy who I think would give us more substance. Um, and Freddie Mercury, for the single fact that he would come on this podcast, and all I'd want to hear is about the parties he threw in his prime. Because he is, uh, you know, one of the greatest singers, and, and literally the greatest singer of all time. Um, and wow. he threw the most wildest parties known to man. And I just want to hear about him. Uh, it's, I, I don't have a long story with it. I just, I want to hear him talk. Maybe we can get him a, a little bit to sing. Maybe we can hear his bravado on the podcast. <laughs> I would absolutely melt in my chair to hear that. Um, I, he's, he is one of my favorite um, music artists of all time. And I, I, I wish I could have saw him live. Unfortunately, uh, I was not able to. Um, I'm just a big fan. I would love to see him. Here and, and just hear his stories on the podcast. All due respect to, to Nate. I mean, if we can get a Freddie Mercury intro, uh, I think that'd probably be uh, pretty <laughs> oh, exciting stuff for the podcast. Oh, I think it happened. I didn't actually like think about going like deceased people in the pod. I was like, thinking, yeah, I like, didn't if know. I can get someone on right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean they, they don't make noise, so it'd just be silence the whole time. Just talking yeah. to, uh, to the corpse. Oh, Freddie, Freddie, you're a little quiet. Can you speak? Uh, we'll, we'll have to get back to you on Freddie Mercury's appearance on the pod. He, we may have some technical difficulties here from the grave. So, uh, oh, no, 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 guys, he, guys, he's totally here. He's totally here right now. I swear. Yeah, we swear. We swear. Uh, <laughs> and who are you bringing on the pod? Is it someone alive? Yes. Yeah, so, so I'm thinking of someone that I'm just a, a fan of, someone that has uh, sports knowledge, someone that seems like they'd be a lot of fun, someone that I feel like I can get along with really well. Um, and there's one person who, I, who I've been a huge fan of for the longest time 
since I was uh, waking up at, uh, you know, seven o'clock to eat my cereal and watch Sports Center in the morning. And that would be Scott Van Pelt. Um, oh, having him on the pod, I think he, he seems one. like one of the coolest guys in the sports world. The players love him. The coaches love him. You know, he, like he has that, that rapport with everyone when he interviews. That he just has a respect and he's, he's down to earth. Um, and, and I also think he probably has some incredible stories when it comes to sports of his experiences, stuff, you know, behind the scenes that he has heard or known or been a part of it with uh, uh, different players. And obviously maybe he can help me with his, with my golf swing a little bit. I know he's got that golf knowledge when he works at the golf network. So uh, anything I can get uh, from Van Pelt would be dope. I mean, I, I just know chopping it up with him. I'd just be like ear to ear smiling. Cause I know he's just seems like one of the coolest guys. And, and, and I know he's, you know, like maybe like 15, 20 years older than us, but I mean, it seems like he's just like someone that's our age and like he gets it um, and that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, SVP would probably be my top pick. He's, he's like super casual on all his shows and his interviews. And so he's, he's just yeah. so, yeah. so good. And he's not just like a, a random talking head, you know, just like saying stuff to say stuff. He's genuine. And he just, like you said, he seems like the coolest dude. And he, his logo for his show on ESPN too, it's like it's like the same logo that we use for our tough banner where it's just like the shadow version so, of it with the yeah. hair and the glasses yeah it's like so he's he's already one of us yeah you know? exactly so, scott's awesome like i love that's a yeah. that's a great pick i like that a lot let's, so, hear yours, let's hear yours i went i went in, in a similar direction that nate and uh and Ange went and i kind of went in the same thought process as nate is like marketing this podcast and getting someone on that would absolutely move the needle and uh maybe maybe be polarizing but also be extremely entertaining maybe for the right or wrong reasons at the same time and i went with uh el prez himself dave portnoy (laughs) get him on the pod i think i don't think there's a barstool i think at this point is like the the podcast like mover in 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 the podcast space like barstool has so many popular podcasts in their arsenal right now and I think I, I model a lot of like my, what I do on the podcast or like the energy that I bring over, like kind of the way he does things when he's on, when he's on air and stuff like that uh, off of him. I just, you can, you can like him, you can hate him, whatever it is, but like he brings viewers, he brings clicks and he, he's not afraid to speak his mind and say what he wants to say. And he basically made his living off what we're doing right now and just bullshitting on a podcast and turning your passion and your friendships into what barstool is today like the biggest like sports blog podcast they have a fucking casino they have a partnership with penn national gaming like unbelievable stuff that he has turned barstool into and uh if we can even do half quarter one percent of what he's done with barstool if we what we can with tough league like i think that'd be awesome and obviously him having on the on the show would just like bring viewers like out of the woodwork or listeners i guess out of the woodwork into this podcast and I think he'd be entertaining. He'd probably tell us we're all shitty at this, which is fine. But uh, I think it'd be interesting to have him on the podcast. It's a great pick. Yeah, that, that's a good one too. He, he's one of those people that is very polarizing. And I think Barstool Sports uh, in general gets um, a lot of heat. And, and I think some of it's deserved. I think uh, yeah. a lot of times they, they cross the line with certain things. But he, he, it's hard to argue that the guy, uh, you know, he's had incredible success with what, with what he's doing. And, and nobody's really done it quite like they are doing it now so um yeah polarizing but you got to respect what he's doing yeah yeah i know i've had the conversation with nate before and i think with with our wives and there's something to uh be said about like douchebags that kind of know that they're douchebags and they're charming kind of about it you know it's like they're like unapologetically 
this is who I am. Like, you know what you're going to get. And there's like something to that where it's like, it might, you might not like it, but at least, you know, like you're not going to be surprised by anything. Um, you, you know, like he's going to say what he's thinking, that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think in that kind of aspect, um, you know, that, um, kind of trait is something that, um, that I admire. There's a lot of stuff that, um, you know, they're, you know, they're about that. I, I may not agree with, but, um, I mean, yeah, having the, the, the confidence in the, in the, um, transparency to kind of be who you are and not be afraid to be that person, yeah. you know, it's, it's something to be, something to be said for that. Yeah, absolutely. So look out for future episodes of the podcast to have Freddie Mercury, uh, Matthew Berry, Scott Van Pelt, and Dave Portnoy. On yeah, our I, think, I think the Freddie Mercury one might be a little bit shorter, but, uh, but it should be a good one. We'll just play you Queen songs the entire time <laughs> instead. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the, to the next question here. This one comes from Big T.O. It comes pretty strong with the questions for the podcast, and he wants to know, and Jez, we'll start with you, in, in an Oklahoma drill, and I'll let and do you want to explain what an Oklahoma drill is to the people? How many how many tough leaguers can you stop in the Oklahoma drill? Yeah, so Oklahoma drill. I mean, I think traditionally there's um, it's either two linemen or two people blocking each other, and then a running back going like by, and you have a couple um, little pads that kind of narrow the the running lanes. Um, so if you can like shed the block and then make the tackle, um, that's kind of the goal. Um, sometimes this like it's it's two defensive guys and two offensive guys. And sometimes like what we're talking about um, in this uh, hypothetical, I think it's just one V one. So it's kind of like a linebacker mm-hmm. versus a running back, uh, kind of like a little narrow margin, make a play who you got, who, who you're going to be able to take down. I think it's kind of what the hypothetical we're going through here. All right. So I'm, I'm going to go down the line here. I'm not stopping Ange. Um, he has college football <laughs> experience. I'm not stopping Ange. Uh, now braid um, I've met braid. I played golf with braid. Um, I think I get him. I do think I get him. Um, I'm going to go down to Nate. I'm not stopping Nate taller and bigger than me. Um, I might get lucky. But I don't think I'm going to stop him. I don't think I'm going to stop him six out of 10 times. I might get lucky with tripping him up, uh, but he's going to knock me back probably. Um, I, I just in the competitive sense, I'm going to try and I'm going to try and stop my hardest. I'm going to try and stop Logan. Um, I think I can. He's, I don't think he has much football prowess. Um, he's a lot more basketball sense. Um, uh, sauce, uh, <laughs> sauce is shorter than me. Um, he, he might get lower and run me over, but I think I can stop sauce. Um, I'm not going to stop T that man can bench like 300 pounds. Um, I've met Al. I think, uh, I think I can stop Al. He might be too quick for me, but I think I can stop Al. Um, so, so this, this, this one's tough. Uh, me, me and G have been competitive our whole lives and, I don't he I don't think he's fast enough to make a move on me, but he might get one or two on me. But I think in the end I get six out of ten on G and um, Kelly. I'm getting ten out of ten out of you. I'm absolutely <laughs> you are not going one yard beyond me. Uh, you're <laughs> so how many is that of total? Is that half a tough league? You think you're you're taking on? Let's see one, two, three, five. About half, yeah. A little yeah. over the half. So five, like you said, like nine. your whole life, average. You're average, taking on half right. a tough yeah. Yeah. Five out of nine. <laughs> and where you, what, do you, what do you think, man? You're, you're, you have like the most football playing experience, I think, of tough league. So what do yeah. you think? Yeah. Did anybody play high school football in, in, yeah. in the league? I don't think anybody did, right? Unless Sauce nope. played. Um, so yeah, I'm he the only played one so with, long ago. It doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He played <laughs> he when it was like leather helmets. Back <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> so, 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 
Um, so here's the thing. I, I mean, with with me, uh, th- my issue would be handling someone with juke moves. I mean, if, if we were just in like a narrow corridor where it's like shoulder width, um, I take myself against everyone just because of, of my mass, I think. Um, and, and I do ride the Peloton. I, I do the high resistance rides. So I think my, my leg strength is, is up there. Um, but my issue is kind of being in like an open space, someone with a little more lateral quickness. So um, if we're looking at that, um, I'd be a little more concerned going up uh, against, I think, I think Jesse, Logan, T might be my, my biggest uh, uh, concerns as far as lateral quickness. Granted, I haven't been with you guys athletically. I haven't played against you guys in basketball. I'm not sure how quick you guys absolutely are. Um, but, uh, and, you know, Alex, he's also kind of quick too, but but he's um, but his lateral quickness isn't isn't quite there. He doesn't have the jukes. He's kind of more of a fundamental guy. So I think I can get Alex. Not too worried about Braid. Um, love you, Braid. Um, Grant, I, I, he's a taller. I think he's more of a kind of like a lumbering guy. So I think I could I could track him down in the open field. Uh, saw similar. Um, and, and Kelly, I would just demolish. I would just send him to the wall. Um, so so yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah. If it's if it's Jukes, I'm thinking I'm getting about seven out of the out of the nine guys. Six to six, six to seven out of the nine. Um, but if it's like a narrow space, um, I like my odds. That football prowess coming in handy here. I mean, if you guys want, here, hold on, hold on a second. I mean, I know you guys listening uh, don't have <laughs> video, but I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> oh, the helmet. Oh, my football helmet. The helmet. San Diego State uh, authentic football helmet right here. Like a little spider web in the visor here. But uh, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm fired up right now, guys. He literally has the helmet on, guys. He's wearing I'm it. I'm going right to wear it for the rest of the show. He's ready to Oklahoma drill everybody that wants any action. Nate, I have a jersey, you, too. I can put the jersey on. I mean, wait, <laughs> he's going to go the whole pads and everything. <laughs> Nate, where you go? what do you think? So I spent a lot of time thinking about this. Like, I really <laughs> wanted to get this legit. And I, I made notes on each person. And so I'll start with Sauce. The only thing that I wrote next to Sauce is the word old. <laughs> I know that's fucked up because he's like eight years older than me or whatever. But like like you said, he's an old timer. You know, he's probably got a bad hip going. I think I take him out, not worried about it. Um, Al, uh, he is an athlete, but he's not one of those like angry guys. I don't think he's gonna be like really getting that adrenaline going. So I think I think I could handle Al. Um, Brady is shorter than me, uh, but he's been like tossing me around. We've been like wrestling since we were like in sixth grade and he has just always kind of beat my ass. So he may not be the quickest guy, but I think he's just going to like lower the shoulder and just fuck me up. So um, I think Gene is going to be like the toughest battle. I don't know why. I just feel like Gene and I like size wise, we kind of feel like we're about the same. Um, He doesn't seem like the angriest guy either. So maybe if I got like the competitive spirit going, um, but I think that's a, that's a toss up. Uh, the only thing I wrote for Logue is go for the knees. So, <laughs> it's fair. Uh, I, I mean, we're, we're both pretty tall dudes. So uh, that, that would be an interesting battle too. But I think if I got a good shot on one of your knees. Then, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, Andrew, I would just smash him. No, just destroy. No. Uh, Andrew, just like you thought in the semis of the playoffs, huh? Yeah. Uh, we, uh, oh. No, we kind of spoke about it. He's been playing football. I would have no no chance. I mean, look at him in a helmet. He looks gorgeous. Um, <laughs> my my note next to Jesse is young legs. So apparently, <laughs> I just think <laughs> I just think he's got too much power and speed for me. Um, he 
T is quite a bit smaller than me, but um, definitely, definitely in better shape than I am. But him and I have had a rivalry since we've known each other, like 13 years or whatever it's now been. So I will never say that he would defeat me, but we would just be out there for like hours going over and over again until it would just be, it would be nonstop. So, um, and then I guess that leaves Kelly who would get absolutely fucking destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, All right, right, look, are you going to be the one that Kelly takes down? I think, honestly, I was like, I was like, I think I can, I'll, I'll beat one person and it's Kelly and I'll still just pulverize her completely. <laughs> I, I wish, I wish this was just like, this was like full health me. Like I've rehabbed and I, I'm like not scared of just like absolutely blowing my kneecap off my leg if I make one lateral move. But I am terrified of that at this point in my life. Two ACL reconstructions. I can't move laterally. If I make a wrong step walking around the house, I'm limping the rest of the day and I've done it before. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think at this, I'm not, see, I'm not like the strongest dude in the world. I have height. I used to have some quickness and mobility, um, but I'm competitive. So I'll try my damnedest. And I think I, I'll beat Kelly. I think I can get, uh, I think I'll get Al and Brady on quickness. I'm not getting past Ange because he is just absolutely going to football swim move. Some do something football related to me that I'm not going to be able to get over uh nate at this point you're just you're bigger and healthier than me you're gonna get me most same way you actually lift and and work out every once in a while you're getting me as well and then go down to t i he he's like literally like six inches shorter than me (laughs) but he's also like jesse said that dude fucking lifts the iron he lifts he's a strong he's definitely stronger than i am he might just get under the pads and just like get me off my balance and kind of push me away, you know? So, and I don't think he's the slowest dude in the world. I think he probably has some kind of moves. If I do try and do something fancy, he, I don't think, I think he's, he's neutralizing. And it's one of those things where like big men don't like being guarded by like, uh, by like point guards in basketball, right? Because they kind of get under you and inside you a little bit more than you like. And that's kind of always been an issue for me. So I think he's going to give me that kind of uh, problem there and sauce. You know, I'm adding I'm, the Nickums are going fucking down. Both of them. I'm beating <laughs> no, Ryan right now. I don't care. He's what old. Says. He's old. Ryan and Kelly are taking a hike. Marcus they are be. losing. And those are the only two that I'm like fairly confident in that I can beat in the Oklahoma drill. Everyone else has a legitimate shot at beating me and probably will beat me. So lock that in. I'll take a confident two beating in the Oklahoma drill nice. of tough league managers. Nice. Oh, I, I miss Gene as well. You know what? Gene's not going to like this. I think I'm taking Gene. Like you said, he's just not the quickest dude in the world anymore. He doesn't, he doesn't have the quickness. Ooh. He may, he, 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 he can be strong, but uh, I know I all his moves. We've played basketball in the black court since we were like uh, in elementary school. I know all his moves. Um, I'm just getting over there on the length and the quickness alone. Watch out for the dad's strength. He's got two kids. I know. I, know. Oh, yeah. I don't have that. Yeah. I have no strength. It's so. a natural ability. <laughs> if you guys need um, lifting advice, maybe some how to uh, do posture when you're doing squats, uh, follow our boy Taylor Saru on Instagram. <laughs> He'll post an occasional video of how to do a, a, a nice PR on the on the squat rack. That's T A Y L O R S A R U. Our boy give JT. Him a our, yeah, our boy. Yeah, give him a follow, and, and uh, yeah, you can DM him. He'll give you any kind of advice you need. He, he's big into the to, to the plates out up. there. So that was a good question, T. Thanks for bringing that question. That was actually very, very funny, and I love everyone's uh, scattering reports of potential football skills. And great transition, great segue into the next question from Gene, who 
pretty much just got shit on by everybody on this podcast <laughs> for being kind of a slow dude. And he's not going to be happy about it. But he asks uh, this question here. If you had to assign each member of Tough League a position in American football, uh, suffice to say, it needs to say American football because we have the soccer fans on the pod. American football, what would they be? So we're going to start. We'll go. We'll start with we'll start with Ange. I want you to evaluate yourself, position you would play. Now we'll go to Nate, Jazz, and then me, and then I'll give you guys a chance to evaluate um, the other tough leaguers. So, Ange, what position are you playing on the football field? Sure. So, so Nate can kind of – so, in, in growing up in high school and all that kind of stuff, I was um, always, like, one of the bigger guys. I was, like, super tall for my age until, like, middle school, and then I stopped growing. I hit six foot and then just plateaued right there. But I always was, like, a big guy. So, I played lineman. I was DN in, in football. Um, and then I played the center in, in high school basketball. Our, our area wasn't terribly competitive. Um, so I was always an undersized big guy, just having to do a little, little hip control down in the paint. Um, but as I've gotten older, um, my, my true uh, mindset and my, my approach to the game has kind of changed. I've been more of like a point guard, as, as Nate says, as, as Nate can attest to uh, when we play pickup ball. I'm kind of like the fat guy out there running the point. Um, so I think when it comes to football, uh, my, my tendency is actually uh, leaning more to a quarterback. Uh, type position. So um, I liken myself to um, more of like a Ben Roethlisberger type uh, sans the rape allegations. Um, so, so, so when you're getting like the, uh, I mean, in when I've been playing pickup ball and all kind of stuff, um, you know, I've been compared to LeBron James, Tom Brady, Mike Trout, <laughs> Jesus. Um, so I think, uh, so I think that just naturally uh, puts me at the quarterback position. Um, so, so that's where I think I would shine the most. Um, and, and, and give my, my best contribution. So we have a, we have ourselves a quarterback on the the tough American League American football team already. Uh, wow. Niz, what position are you playing for the squad? Are you blocking for Ange? Are you going out catching passes? Is he toting it off to you? What's it going to be? Or are you just playing you know defense? What, this, <laughs> yeah, this actually this actually works out pretty well. Andrew and I have uh, have developed a pretty solid rapport playing basketball through the years. Um, I'm really pleased with himself that he he wants to be the quarterback. I think that's uh, says a lot about uh, his his confidence. And uh, yeah, he's definitely become kind of the the point guard out there um, uh, in our pickup basketball games. Um, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit lower energy. I will say um, stamina has never been my my strong suit. Let's watch the jokes on that. We don't need to make any stamina jokes, but. Um, pretty big guy. Um, I feel like I have uh, pretty solid hands and I, and I think I've got decent energy in short bursts. So um, I kind of put myself as a, a pass catching tight end. Um, a la your, your George Kittle, uh, and your, <laughs> your, your Greg Olson, uh, the, the white, the white people have had decent uh, success at the, at the tight end position. So, um, you know, certainly not as athletic as those guys, but, um, I've always felt like I got pretty good hands and, uh, might be able to catch a few balls over the middle. So we have a quarterback, we have a tight end. Jez, if I had to guess, I'm not going to say it, but I think I have an idea of where you want to go, but has that changed over the years? What position are you playing? Yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, it's definitely changed because I've been – I've actually played quarterback in a flag football league. I was uh, – brought my team to the championship 5-0. and oh. um, <laughs> But on American football where you have to play defense because I played quarterback and safety, um, I would play linebacker. Um, I just, I, I think I have the, the IQ for it. No, I didn't play high school football. I didn't play college, but I really, really wanted to, um, shout out mom for looking out for my, uh, CTE health. Um, <laughs> but I think I would make a great 
outside linebacker. I would like to be someone who um, rushes the quarterback in a pass rush and also drops back in the pass. Um, but that, that, that's pretty much it. You know, I think Logan was thinking I was definitely going to go quarterback because, you know, I have, I have an absolute cannon. I'm a five tool, uh, phenom athlete. Um, but give me, I, I want to be an outside linebacker. That would be okay. super fun. Linebackers would be fun. So, and you have your pass catching tight end, you have your anchor on defense. I think you need a guy that can stretch the field a little bit. That's where I'm going to come in. I like I'm the wide receiver. I got, I have the absolute body of a wide receiver to a T. Yeah. I can't play any other position on the football field other than wide receiver with the body that I have. I played it in intramurals in college. I was pretty good actually. And guys used to say like, he has speed, like watch out for him. I've caught three touchdown passes in intramural flag football games in college before. I've actually had the high school coach come up to me and ask me if I want to play for the football team. But again, like Jesse said, Ooh. mom's was not for uh, us <laughs> playing football. So it didn't happen. Stuck with the safe sport, baseball and, and basketball as well. But I'm the wide receiver. I have hands. I was an outfielder. Again, like we talked about the last one, the outfielders are the athletic ones. So I was an outfielder in baseball. I, uh, I have good hands. I'm pretty fast. I don't know about my lateral quickness in terms of running routes, but I'll run those, those uh, deep bombs all day long and I, I'll, I'll catch it. I can jump pretty high too. So throw me a jump ball in the end zone and I'm going to bring it down, Ange. Yeah. No, yeah. You're, you're going to be like Randy Moss out there just running and just throwing your hand up. Like, saying, yeah, like throw it deep and just <laughs> like a deep ball. I'm just going to be, yeah, full body, using all my hips and my legs. I can to get it to you. It is the only I route I have in the playbook is just a, a streak down the field. Yeah. And then I'm going to need two plays off to get my win back. So Absolutely. I got about one play per series in me. No, 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 no. I imagine when we play football, we have like a, a, like a two-minute play clock. So, yeah, we, yeah, we, oh, we're on the sure. play and we got about two <laughs> minutes to get set for the next one. Yeah, it's going to be a, yeah, a, a low-scoring game. Okay, so we're, we're kind of building out our team here. And we need to evaluate the other tough leaguers who aren't here to speak for themselves. So you might get this completely wrong. We might nail it. We gave Jez the absolute pleasure to <laughs> evaluate the other siblings of tough league. We have Sauce and we have Sis. So most, what position are they playing on the field? So uh, I'd like to give a little story of why we call Brian um, Sauce. Um, back when we used to work together, when I was just a mere 19 years old, still green, uh, we watched a video on YouTube and it was um, something about uh, eating. It was an eating video and, and, and it was uh, dripping. It was dripping that chocolate sauce. Epic meal time. <laughs> Epic meal time. Correct. And, it, and, and they said dripping that chocolate sauce about uh, 34 times in the video. And since that moment, I have called him sauce. Um, and knowing sauce for about 10 years, who's actually, you know, my boss now. Um, he is, he has an absolute cannon. Um, he was a college baseball pitcher and he, I believe he has the smarts to be a quarterback, um, better quarterback than Ange. I don't know. I think they'll argue that on their own in the group chat. Um, <laughs> but I have played the catch with uh, sauce and he does have a, he does have a great arm. Um, I think he would be a great quarterback. He's a little short to play quarterback. Um, but I think he could be like a little Drew Brees out there. Not mobile. We have, quarterback, we have a quarterback competition out there. Yeah, we do. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, athleticism is not the, the calling card of tough league, uh, especially at our ages <laughs> now. So, so yeah, we can take, we can, we can alternate reps. I mean, that's fine with me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't really compete with a college uh, pitcher. Um, yeah, my arm doesn't really compete to that. But, but yeah, I think I, I I'm more, I'm more of a, a pre-snap read guy. Know where to get the ball <laughs> in the right spot. Accurate. Uh, spin the pill a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. He's more of like a. 
a Jeff George type, just arid deep to to low ground his deep Randy Moss routes. Right. Can you imagine a sauce drawn up playbook and how little sense it would make? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be impossible. Absolutely impossible. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this one. Where's Kelly playing on the football field? All right, so I went a little controversial here, and she might not like it, but I'm going shut down cornerback. Oh, he is it. jabbing you at the line. She is talking shit to your face. She said, a girl is going to stop you right now. And even though if, if the quarterback overthrows a wide receiver, guess what? She's talking shit. She says, oh. no go. No catch. He's pushing <laughs> you out of bounds. She's drawing penalties. It, uh, you know, Sizz is the cornerback that you uh, fear every single day. Uh, give me like a Revis Island type Sizz cornerback. See, 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 I imagine Sizz out there wearing like a softball helmet with the face mask on defense. And like, no, 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 wrong helmet. No, I know. Yeah, I get it has a face mask. That's not what we wear in this game. Yeah, different one, wrong one. That's like the Morton Anderson uh, uh, face mask he used to wear when he Single kicked bar. in the NFL for like 30 yeah. years. Yeah, I was absolutely. like, I kind of wanted you to say like she would be like a quarterback because she was a she was a pitcher in college as well, a softball pitcher, just throwing the football around like a rugby ball, but just firing it underhand <laughs> all around the field. Um, all right, Nate, we're, we're giving you the the honors of evaluating Gene and T on the football field. What um, positions? Another one that I thought a lot about um <laughs> and um i'm actually going to uh to to focus on jeans jeans versatility uh, i think he's got a body type that can can move around i thought a lot about jeans body um and <laughs> don't we all don't we all same <laughs> and basically i'm putting him in as kind of like a larry zonka type like an old school throwback like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm calling him a, a fullback tight end combo oh. um, he's yeah <laughs> love it he's gonna be like this old school hard nose type he's gonna have like the tape on the fingers you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> like a mike allstott out there <laughs> yeah exactly like just like that if if you hand the ball off to him he's gonna give you like two yards and that's it there's no like way guaranteed not, oh yeah <laughs> but he's not going to run many routes as a tight end. He's going to come in. He's going to be the big body. He's going to block. Um, and then if we need him to go two ways, he's going to be that defensive end, like that Jack Lambert old school, again, oh. with the tape on the hands, he's got like the hand up in the air, like ready to come. And then it'll just like slowly yeah. comes around <laughs> and like makes his way to the quarterback. Um, but uh, I think I'm going to do T some justice. And I, I feel like this is probably like his, his dream job. Um, and I'm going to put him back there at uh, tailback. I want him to be our running back. Yep. He's going to be behind Gene. We're going to run the I formation when we're, when we're running. Um, they're going to have that, that family uh, combo there, you know, cousin the I formation the is that, is that a little racist? Nate? The okay. Okay. <laughs> you, not me, you, not me. <laughs> so we're going to have Gene coming up through the gaps and then he is coming and I felt like I put some shitty notes for T because he, he's in good shape, but he's not a big guy. I said, he's not a speed guy. He's not a power guy, <laughs> but, but he's got a low center of gravity. So I think he can like really kind of push the pile a little bit. And I said, he's kind of Darren Sproles without that electric burst. Um, and so uh, I think, I think that's our backfield right there. Um, I like and, it, and actually. I think they're going to, I think they're going to put up some numbers. I like to say, and, uh, uh, Gene is very selfless, so he would like to run a lot of plays to T while he was blocking and get him in the end zone. No doubt, no okay. doubt. I will t- I will t- there's probably not one thing that Gene wants to do less 
than to help T in anything. Especially <laughs> <laughs> in the I formation. <laughs> he'll, he'll just completely blow coverage just to like embarrass T on purpose. But you know, yeah, the, fullback, the fullback position is kind of making a comeback in the NFL, I feel yeah. like. And that's behind like the the Kyle use checks, like actually making differences. And a lot of teams are using fullbacks more now. It's kind of making its way back and just how much it helps the running game. So yep. Dean can have a big role in this squad. And you have the, the honors of Al and Braid on the football field. Where are yeah. they going? Yeah. So um, for me, uh, Alex has uh, defensive back right now. I mean, kind of like Sis, he's got DB written all over him. Alex is the kind of guy that doesn't want to get involved too much with like the heavy contact. He doesn't want to be in the trenches. He wants to be more in the periphery. Um, he's got some good athleticism, some good speed. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a cerebral guy. He's going to re- be able to read uh, the routes coming at him. He's got good awareness. Um, I can't really attest to his hands, so that's why I'm going to put him um, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but we're going to put him out wide and stick your best receiver on Bagel Island. Um, and good luck getting off or, or good luck leaving the yeah. island. I should say. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, so, so Alex is going to be out there, uh, between him and Sis. Yeah. we got some shutdown corners out there. Uh, we could be a little uh, suspect on the run defense. So that's something we might need to shore up, but, um, yeah, I got Alex as uh, a shutdown corner as well. And then when it comes to braid, um, kind of like what, what Nate was thinking with, with Gene, I was thinking of your typical prototypical tight end fullback, uh, kind of guy. So maybe we're going to run like a wing T offense and I won't have to throw the ball that much, which would probably be for the best. Um, because he's got that that frame and that, and that body type that can make him useful um, in those blocking situations, the grit to do the dirty work. Uh, but boy, he would be great at leaking out for a nice little four yard touchdown catch here and there, a little slip uh, for a nice little tug. I mean, and if you think, uh, like you mentioned, uh, Logue, if you think Kyle Uzcheck is a dreamboat, slap some pads on Braden. Let your heart talk dirty out. to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait till you see that. That's something that, that you can't unsee nor would you ever want to unsee we're running a lot of two tight end sets is what you're telling me yeah it's a league of tight ends i mean that's something that we've established years ago i love it so the squad that we have a quarterback controversy with sauce and Ange uh slinging that bitch around we have our prototypical tight end and is your wide receiver out wide and myself you have the fullback in uh, a fullback tight end combo and gene another tight end in uh in in Braid, we have the Rock getting toted off to T, and we have our defensive Star Wars most up the middle calling out the plays. We have Sizz at one corner. We have Braid at the other corner, and no one is beating us. Like I'm at defeated. all. Never lost. Um, quick, quick story, if I can share, of Brady's. Yeah. Uh, he has got an uncle who is a little odd, and Brady never played, he played baseball growing up, but he never played football or anything like that. Um, but in one, in one uh, school picture, he had a, he was wearing a Marvin Harrison jersey. He got a Colts jersey for a present. Um, he's wearing that in a school picture. And for Christmas one year, his, his, his uncle got him a football that had that school picture on it. And it said Sonoma County Player of the Year. <laughs> and he's like yeah here you go braid since you know you've been playing football all year and he's like what position do you play again and brady said tight end even though he's never played a game he's never played a single snap of competitive football in his life um yeah so that's the position he was born to play uh sonoma county player of the year all uh 2004 whenever that was so uh yeah fits that's awesome 
you know, on that note, Braid, congratulations on your award. And guys, that's a <laughs> podcast. That is the end of episode six. I just want to say thank you out there to all the listeners. You guys keep us going. This wouldn't be as fun with the people listening and giving us feedback and enjoying the podcast. I appreciate all the questions that come in every single week. Uh, enjoy the new year. Have some fun. Be safe out there. And as always, stay tough. <laughs>